<laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell. I am your host, Hannah Burner, and today <laughs> we have Amelia Ortiz. <laughs> from brooklyn represent you know now amelia ortiz has one hundred eighty thousand followers on instagram i met her she had fifty thousand. like she's <laughs> growing like she has heat like she is coming out from the earth and becoming a beautiful flower before our eyes but i want my listeners to understand who you are so i pulled up your instagram bio <laughs> and we have bruja can you explain to my followers what a bruja is so basically it's the spanish word for witch long story short it's the same thing um just as i, I feel like you know it's different practices obviously but there's also some you know latinx um people who identify as you know bruja but they practice you know wicca but for the most part that's that's not what i practice mm -hmm. but <laughs> so what what do you practice um i'm a bit of an eclectic witch at this point in my journey mm -hmm. um i do practice a lot of my stuff is mainly indigenous based but the other pieces that are eclectic um i have incorporated a bunch of like culturally neutral energetic kind of stuff into my shit because you know i'm also trying to be able to give people some shit without you know worrying about somebody saying that i gave somebody permission to culturally appropriate mm -hmm. the internet or but it sounds shit. like you want to be educated about yes. different cultures and that being a witch has history yeah and it's not always been a positive thing no. <laughs> definitely <laughs> so not it's bruja a bruja how do I say? That sounds Italian. When I say was, it. You gotta push your Italian accent. On. I was trying, <laughs> but it's is it does it have a positive or negative connotation? Historically, it has a negative connotation, but mm -hmm. it's also a bit mixed. It's but, powerful. Yeah, but for, but there is a lot of negative connotations with it too, though. That you're doing stuff that's like devil's work and all this other shit. But it's funny because well, that's why I brought you here because we're gonna talk about I mean, Satan and how much you <laughs> like. This is perfect. <laughs> we got the witch in hell and she's gonna I'm go saying, down. This is perfect. Like it's perfect. <laughs> but the church says that's where I'm going anyway, so you know. <laughs> well, also you're bisexual. Yes, yeah, so, I'm so going you've there been to, going. I, to I've hell. been going. I've been going to hell. I you know identifying as a lesbian in high school. I think that really set me up they when did you like when did bitch. you come out in high school <laughs> um i came out my sophomore year of high school um to my parents like i kind of like explored i guess in uh -huh. my freshman but then sophomore year like i came out and that was very interesting <laughs> did you did part of you want to come out because i know you're rebellious yes <laughs> she has a brooklyn tattoo across her chest and it makes me so happy because <laughs> this bitch has pride that i it's wish so i nice. could have like i was like i might get a necklace <laughs> <laughs> no i wouldn't got that shit tatted i feel like that's probably like the last most brooklyn thing left in brooklyn at this Ooh. point, because this shit is so gentrified. I just want to go to a bodega and get bacon, egg, and cheese and not have... An Arizona. Yes. 99 cents. Classic. Arizona iced teas are not 99 cents anymore, right. even though it says 99 cents on the can. No, nah, this is not right. You see, they're gentrifying Arizonas. That they're gentrifying breakfast. <laughs> That's not okay. Well, Arizona was every... every now it's every, become every brunch. Month, but, oh brunch. God, no. We were trying to get breakfast so on Flatbush, oh, yeah. and we couldn't even get into mission a place. Impossible. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Nobody used to want to even take the fucking trips to Brooklyn. Now they all want to fucking move there. Taxi That's drivers would shit. ignore you. That us. They're like, oh, Brooklyn, no. You're chilling here. You have your boyfriend. Yes. So you went from coming out in high school and now you have a boy toy. Mm -hmm. That was a positive <laughs> thing. I think he's a little bit more than a boy toy. You mm -hmm. know, I think we we pretty serious, but 
I think it's kind of interesting for my family because prior to this, the only serious relationship I had was with a girl. And that was kind of interesting for them where they were like, well, so what are you now? Like, they, well, they did ask the me, like, human what the fuck mind. do we call you? Yeah. Like, you're not a lesbian anymore. So what are you? And I'm just like, I just like people. Well, just if somebody asks you about, just say I like people and it don't matter. I like love who that. I'm with right now. The human me. mind wants to categorize everything. They want to identify yes. everything. Because it's simple. It makes things simplified, you know, and I get it. But at the same time, it's also like... I didn't need a label, so mm -hmm. why do you need a label? Mm -hmm. You know, like if I didn't need to struggle with putting myself in some box, then why do you need to do that for me? I think it's because they still do it for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, I have to do that to you too because then it makes life so much easier. So also you wrote on your Instagram profile, you're an empath. Yes. And I've talked about it. I've hit on it briefly with people, but you're someone that really comprehends what it means. Could you explain to people like what it means to be an empath? So one of the things that I like to do to break down like what an empath is, um, is basically talking about it like a radio. So all of us, you know, are like a radio, whether you're an empath or not. You know, we walk into a room that's, you know, mad tense or whatever. And, you know, people say like, you know, the tension was so thick in there, you could cut it with a knife, you know. But then there's some people where they get, you know, instead of just being tuned into FM, like everybody is, they're tuned into like AM and FM, where they're not just reading the room, but they're also reading the person, the individual that's making it so tense, because they can literally feel what this person is feeling. But some people who are empaths then have, you know, what I like to call satellite radio, where they then can communicate on a psychic level, whether it's with spirits or you know, other kinds of forms of divination and things like that with getting more information as to why this person feels what they're feeling and all that stuff. Because some empaths are like, oh, I know you sad as fuck, but I don't know why. Mm. And then there's some who are like, oh, you sad as fuck because you're thinking about that shit from fifth grade. So it depends, but it's basically you being connected on a deeper level emotionally and energetically to everybody. It's not just who you have a relationship with. Do you think that with. everyone has the potential to be an empath and some people are like clogged? Or do you think it's something innate that you're born with? I think that some people are, you know, I don't really think that when it comes to being an empath that everybody, you know, can access that part of themselves i think all of us are capable of being highly sensitive people an hsp where you know you can be highly intuitive you can be highly perceptive with things you know you can tap into certain energies and work with you know all that stuff i think all of us work with certain energies it's all about figuring out what you work with but mm. it may not be that you have an empath but i do think everybody has something that they may or may not have tapped into because the thing is so many of us get told when we're growing up that these things are not real or you know it's just your imagination or to stop you know playing in that realm kind of and so that does kind of desensitize you as you mm. go on and kind of turn that off or we feel like it's too much and then put a guard up i think that um there's a lot more empaths than what people realize most people kind of limit other people's ability to tap into their gifts because they're afraid of their own ability to do so Ooh. 
everyone now is like, oh shit. I, <laughs> I was talking to you once and someone told me, one of my friends who's like a psychic was like, you are very intuitive. So I went, <laughs> I was in a taxi and I was just staring at the taxi driver and I was like, what is he thinking? And then I gave up after two seconds. I was like, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> but it's more complicated than that. Yes. Um, you have heritage. You have family. I'm part Italian and they always have the Nona, mm -hmm. who's like the wise older woman who always knows how to heal people or, yeah. or tell the future what's going on. And I know people say, oh, this is wonky bullshit, mm -hmm. but there's some history behind it. Tell no, me about your lot. history. A lot of my history comes from my dad's side of the family. Um, and like a big thing was, especially with my father, um, as a kid, he'd been born with a pre-existing heart condition. And, you know, he would tell me all the time, like he's like, you know, between modern medicine and my, you know, mother's knowledge when it comes to, you know, brujeria and stuff like that. He was like, that's why I'm still alive because she knew all kinds of different things to do, you know, that got, and got guided to do all different kinds of things. He wasn't supposed to make it past the first year that he, you know, was born. The doctors told her, like, wow. he's born with a pre-existing heart condition. This kid is not, like, you know, you're on welfare, all these other things. Like, ain't no way that you about to, you know, this kid's just not going to survive. Then as time went on, they got a point where they were like, listen, if he can make it to the point where this experimental open heart surgery that we're, you know, whatever, working on, if he can make it that far, we'll do it, you know, as an experiment, essentially, <laughs> you know, people of color always being guinea pigs. <laughs> um, and he, you know, made it to 15 to be able to get that surgery and things like that because of her, you know, and the things that she did from, you know, I remember one thing that he really remarked on was how like you know he's like i remember when i was a kid like i had all these memories of her dipping you know a cigar and all these alcohol or oils and whatever just all this stuff and putting it on his forehead and like lighting the cigar and all this stuff so that then the fever got sucked right out into the cigar That's and broke his fever Crazy. like a fever that wouldn't break type thing that's some like american horror story type but it's real like that's what makes me laugh is i'm like but this is real an american horror story be getting this shit wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like watching it and you're like, like no they no. should have used the other oil <laughs> i think what people forget about magic you know whatever it is is its base you know purpose is to heal in different ways, whether it's the body, the energy around you, heal your mm -hmm. finances, heal your love life, whatever. Mm -hmm. The goal is to heal, you know, and obviously there's a lower vibration side to everything. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I really grew up understanding that this work was not just something that could, you know, make you more money or whatever. Like, yeah, that could fine. But it was also something that could heal you if you were sick, something that could help you, you know, when it came to doctors, you know, all that stuff. And I... You know, I guess for me, that's why I wasn't afraid of it the way other people were, because I was like, but people use this stuff for good stuff if they want to. What do you mean? Like, it's all about the practitioner. You know, who the practitioner is, is mm -hmm. what's going to then decide what they're doing with it, mm -hmm. you know? Well, most people do hear about psychics and they assume, oh, I want to know my future. Oh, my fucking God. But, so <laughs> <laughs> but when I met you, she was, Amelia was basically telling me, she's like, I help heal people from within physical and emotional mm -hmm. and i was so intrigued by understanding that because i was really depressed when i met you and you had gone through some dark shit too mm -hmm. and just seeing your different perspective on life that you were like what did you call our brains like oh, what oh there's like a, a like normal brain and then there's brains of like I'm people who are like 
struggle with stuff. This was like years ago. Oh my God, why can't you? I smoke so much weed. Because <laughs> I remember a lot of shit, but I cannot remember. But you the- called. There's like a brain that's that like suffers from mental illness. I know. Oh my God, I can't remember what I. Fuck. Did you make that shit up? To I me didn't. That <laughs> no, that's why I'm mad. Somebody else. I said I feel I like about. I suffer from mental illness. Yeah. But I feel very creative. But I'm I'm dealing with like anxieties and fear. But but I feel special. But I'm like, why do I have to deal with this bullshit? I feel like other people on the street aren't as fucked up in the head as me. And you were like, because we don't have normal brains and that's okay. And it made me feel, I was still fucked up. <laughs> no, it's not like, going to make you not feel it fucked up. It doesn't make <laughs> <but laughs> I was gonna like, that away. <laughs> but I felt a little special. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of, I want my followers to know, like, what kind of healing powers you have. It depends. Like, I can do a lot of different work we can do cord cutting where we cut energetic cords between you and somebody else we can do stuff where i you know my guides intuitively help me figure out a game plan that you need to gradually heal something you know sometimes it's about all right do you need to figure out some kind of prayer related to forgiveness to say for however many days to Mm -hmm. help you on a cellular and mental level forgive yourself and forgive the other person you know, or do you need to meditate with these crystals or do you need to take this certain banyo? Like, and I, you know, I give you the recipe. No, this is really great. So a whole bunch of different shit. But it's like, you know, and something I've been working with one of my elders with was, you know, about past life regression in a way where I didn't have to give nobody anything because that's the only other way that I knew how to do it. But I've always had just this gift of healing, even just by being present, by touching, things like that. And I guess for me, that's also why reminding people that your intent and what you are trying to channel matters the most in this work because my father would tell everybody about this time when I was a baby where, you know, I was the loudest fucking kid ever. My, my mother told everybody for my birthday Same. the other day that I did not shut up. She was like, she was a colicky ass baby. Oh my goodness, so loud. You know, and it's true. I was loud. I was a screamer. I probably just realized that I done fucked up by agreeing to come back to this place again. I'm convinced that's what happened. I was just screaming at, why did I do this? Why did I sign up for this shit again? Like, why? This world is horrible. It's scary. Why'd you do this? But do you Uh, believe you came back to learn new things? I think that I came back to finish some stuff. I think I came back to help a lot of people um, with finishing I guess the healing work that we're supposed to do with each other. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like I needed to learn how to let go. And that's what this last, you know, thing for me is about, um, especially as somebody who is a nine numerology wise. Like, what does that mean? My whole life lesson is about learning to let go, basically. And I, that's my number, the finishing number, the number of letting go kind of thing, completion. How do you know what your number is? So even if it's just, there's a whole bunch of different ways you could do it. Some people do the numerology of your name. I've done that. And that's different than what my numerology by date is. So like my birth date, I was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. I reincarnated the last fucking time to learn the lesson of letting go so I can let go of this fucking fucking place and not have to come back wait so where are you gonna go if you don't come back i'm just ascending to a higher level and i'm gonna be a spirit guide i'm fine with that i don't i will guide people from above i don't need to be here doing it again so i past lives like Mm -hmm. i've always been an atheist i've always just been like (laughs) i take gnostic i was always like i saw religion cause wars and people killing each other and i was like you know what i don't believe in heaven or hell but then this idea of past lives, I was like, I could see that. 
Like, you know, when you're just scared of something, it's yeah. like, what if it's because of some shit that mm-hmm. happened before? And sometimes I meet people and I'm like, maybe I have met. Do you think me and you have met before? I think we probably have because me and you, the way we connected that day was just very like, you know, stuff just flowed in ways where usually like that would have had to flow if, like we met years ago kind mm-hmm. of thing, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but I think also, like, I've been meeting a lot of people in recent years that I've met in past lives. You know, I don't think everybody that you meet in this life is one that you know in the past. Like, I'm not one of those people because I know some people think like, and I'm like, I don't know about all that. Like, you're at the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't think everybody's getting recycled like that. You know, like, I'm sure they've got other people they have to go affect other than just me. Besides the people making your bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, I'm saying. But I think, like, that's a big piece. Like, as you start to get older, you really do start to acquire more people who you've known in past lives and things like that and like i know for a fact my boyfriend is one of them i was about to ask you can you explain so aside from when i met him and everything just like it vibed but then i didn't speak to him and i was like all right it's fine like i wasn't i had i really was unfazed and i have not felt unsure of things with him and that's something that is very strange for me I don't usually feel that way about most people, at least romantically. I'm always like, well, something could happen. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. just like open-minded in that regard. Do you find a calmness with him? Yes. And I guess the other piece is also, um, you know, I went to one of my um, elders last year for like a, you know, yearly check-in kind of reading. And, you know, and I asked him, I was like, all right, let me know. What's the whole, I want to know all of it and give me all the fucking nitty gritty. Is that scary though? It is and it isn't. And the reason why I asked him, I waited before I asked too. I, you know, some time had gone by of me and him being like official or Mm -hmm. whatever before I did that. And I was only slightly afraid because the thing is for me that I know that nothing is set in stone Mm -hmm. as somebody who does do all of this. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm a modern psychic in that regard where I will acknowledge that nothing is set in stone like the fates can change things that's why they're depicted with thread all the time instead of you know a fucking chisel and a fucking you know stone tablet things can be re you know you can retire something Mm -hmm. sew a new thing all Mm -hmm. that shit you can renegotiate karma Mm -hmm. people can always step up and make changes if they decide to free will could come into play Mm -hmm. like uh, so much shit you know and so that's kind of where i was like you know what Let's say I do go and I sit down with him and everything that I've been getting in my own meditations and my own moments of, you know, asking my guides or my ancestors for, you know, an affirmation and things like that around him. You know, let's say I was misreading everything because I just wanted it to, you know, work and I just wanted them to like him or whatever. Who's to say that I'm not going to be able to figure out maybe a loophole? But this, you know, we can figure this out. And if there's no loophole, then, you know, for me, I was kind of like, well, this is for a reason. And it's going to be one of the hardest lessons of my life, probably. But I ain't die from the last one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to die from this one. You know, and I, I'm serious. I almost did die from that one. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, same. The last one, everybody was telling me, including my mother, like, uh-uh, this is not what you should be doing. Your last relationship. Yeah. It just was all around unhealthy, you know, at a point you start engaging in the unhealthy behavior yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you don't recognize yourself anymore. Exactly. And, you know, that definitely happened when things ended. But I guess that's why, like, going into asking, I was just kind of like, you know what? What the fuck else could be that bad again? You know? So I asked and he was like, you know, he's like, oh, like, 
oh, but I like this. He was like, you know, you guys have signed divine contracts before y'all got here. He was like, this is a given. Like, he was like, I see it. It's clear as day. Like, and he gave me some things to be mindful of, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, just like I would with a session of, listen, y'all signed divine contracts. This is, this is beautiful. Y'all found each other already. But keep in mind, free will can always come into play, you mm-hmm. know, and just be realistic about it. So if he had said, ooh, this is bad, what would you have done? I would have had to play my cards differently because he's told me before about people who, you know, think situations where he was like, listen, this is not like, no. And you listen to him. And I listen. You know, last time he told me, he was like, if you want to have fun, have fun. He was like, but do not take this serious because this is not, uh uh-uh. I was like, okay, you know. But deep down, do you feel like you kind of knew? Yes, and I needed that affirmation. And with this, it was one of those things where I'm like, I kind of knew everything was, you know, what it was supposed to be with him. So I really wasn't afraid to ask because I was just like, you know what? I wanted that affirmation. I did. I just wanted that yes. And I got the yes. And I'm so happy for you. (laughs) And it's funny because when we met, like, Obviously, deep down, I'm like, oh my god, I wonder what she's thinking of me. I wonder. I know she everybody read. swears I was, I'm judging. But and I and <laughs> she's like talking. I'm like, oh, she can hear what I'm saying in my head. And it's funny because afterwards, you were like, oh my god, told me that you know I will, I can read you, and I just got. I don't. I always had this like way about me where I'm like. I don't want to know about my future. I, I want to take, I want to take. Like I have friends who like need to know their future mm-hmm. all the time, and I'm that way where I'm like. I never want to be felt like I'm in a box mm-hmm. and I'm afraid that my future, if someone tells me it, I'm going to feel boxed in, but I've done it with situ- like, I have one friend who's a psychic that I've asked about like a guy yeah. or a job to see, am I wasting my time? Yeah. Like- but it's always been, she goes, what do you think? And I go, he's not for me. And she's like, no shit. He's not for you. You didn't have to ask me that. And I was like, God damn it. Not that ass. I've, I've had the same with clients though, mm-hmm. especially like if your friend is intuitive and they don't in- do all this stuff, but you know that they're intuitive. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where you're just like, no bitch, I'm just going to be the mirror that you need for the moment. She- we're not even going to ask the cards. We're not going to ask the spirits. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be the mirror that you need. <laughs> uh, bitch, if you asking me, you should know. <laughs> if you have to ask, if you, if you should stay with your dude Bye. you should leave if you should if you're asking like he's the one right you know he's the one i'm like, saying it's like, kind of you you know mm-hmm. deep down what made you think that i have some intuitiveness when you met me well because when i met you it was just like it's hard to explain sometimes yeah. with some of this stuff but it just was a i guess like a feeling and a you know clear augmented moment of like just knowing it was also, you know, a thing where, like, my, you know, my guides had told me that you had some, you did have some family history with it yourself, you know, and they were like, well, she's not the only one who's intuitive in her family, you know, oh, that shit. kind of thing. And so that's, I was like, oh, okay. And, but you also don't want to sit there and tell everybody's business the no. first time you meet them on something like, so I know you've got some intuitive in your family down the line. And, you know, that's why you're I've not been the only connecting one. with intuitives. <laughs> I have. I <laughs> that's not rude to be like, oh, bitch, let me tell you about your whole family when we just sat down for the first time ever. But now you know me and you know that I just care to get into yes. the deep shit. But with all the sensitivity and being an empath, when I met you, you had two necklaces mm-hmm. one said sensitive, one said anxious. Yes. And this girl, if you look at her Instagram, <laughs> ethereal period one, or either real period one. <laughs> That's the double on Whatever you want. You know. It's genius. <laughs> but she has an aesthetic that is like purely herself. It's like she picks from different 
almost like generations mm-hmm. but then like so urban but then also like there's like a cartoonishness to it of like fantasy and mm-hmm. it's like mermaid meets street meets <laughs> 80s i don't know i don't know I'm how a to hood explain mermaid. it you're a hood mermaid. <laughs> i'm a brooklyn mermaid which used to be one of my like fucking it's the messenger names or some shit i BK's love it mermaid. and people go fucking nuts about you on instagram they're like she is so beautiful and she's so confident which is so crazy to me because i'm like but i'm not j-lo or beyonce <laughs> <laughs> because i still got bitches. i know you, like, people forget i got people that i look at like but that, you have you celebrities know? that are I, hitting you up that's crazy i see them like your photo and i'm like oh shit i'm always like yo i watched you on tv the fuck like why are you watching i want you to now? read beyonce <laughs> i i don't even know that i could read her because i probably would just be like i i don't want to <laughs> tell you anything you don't want to hear because <laughs> like, you know You're like jay's cheating on you I, no oh my god i could not be that person honestly because it's just so dope though that they're together because i feel like they're a really good like power couple mm-hmm. where like even their mistakes like they learn from each other and mm-hmm. they learn from them and that's what made them so successful i feel like not only just as individuals but as a couple where mm-hmm. they're like listen we both bounce the fuck up because we're people. Mm-hmm. But we love each other so much and we enjoy working with each other in different ways and doing all this. We have this like best friendship kind of shit going. Yeah. Like, but we also love fucking each other and yeah. making babies, obviously. Yeah. And it's like, that's beautiful. But I feel like we all kind of struggle to like get that Jay-Z Beyonce because we want what they have. Mm-hmm. But so many of us are afraid to make mistakes and mm-hmm. to have to grow from those mistakes because like I know all of us, you know, especially like look at the whole Cardi situation. Everybody's like, you better leave him. Uh-uh, this is toxic. Fuck that shit. And I'm like, you know, I see both sides. And that's going to sound horrible. You saw him show up at her. I was mad at that. And I, because that's I was her like, work. the problem, like I said, is society tells men that when they fuck up, they have to do this grand gesture, right? Mm-hmm. And we see in all the movies, like even with Sex in the City, right? Everybody was looking at Miranda like you're a fucking bitch for, you know, not just taking Steve back. What mm-hmm. the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, even Carrie, who was doing the same thing with Big, was mm-hmm. like, even I'm looking at you like, what the fuck? Like, he fucked up, but Miranda, you're, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's that thing where, like, but at the same time, I feel her because that is important for you to process and really move through all the feelings you know, in a space where you're not necessarily going to fuck things up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I respect, like, she had a kid involved and she was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I also, I like to reverse gender roles. Yeah, I like to look at it and say, if Steve got cheated on, Oh, everybody would have told her, oh, she a hoe. Everyone would have said, let that, like, right now, for example, I'm in a place where I'm, like, dating and I've met a really cool guy, but I don't want to date him. Yeah. That's the thing about dating. I feel like you meet so many cool people that you're just like, oh, we should have been friends. And everyone <laughs> is going nuts because he's tall. He's funny. Oh, he checks everything smart, off your list. Checks everything off my list. But in my heart, I'm like, I don't want to date him. And everyone is coming at me. Why aren't you dating him? Why aren't you dating him? But if he was a dude with a hot girl and you go, why don't you want to date the hot girl? He goes, I don't want a girlfriend. No one questions him. Because they say, oh, I don't blame you. There's a million of those. But everyone's questioning me right now. Well, because the thing is with girls, it's like, and with women, it's as if, you know, whatever, statistics-wise, it says that we outnumber men, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. blah. First of all, who says that every woman wants to be with a man? That's, Mm -hmm. you know, so that already Mm -hmm. cuts. You cut that shit. It's already, you know, a huge demographic. Also, I'm 27. My biological clock has some more time. But I feel like that's the thing with women is we are taught this scarcity mentality Mm -hmm. of not just, 
scarcity of attractive men that we would want to actually be with because let's be real that's what it's about yeah what the f- he's that's six six and everyone's that. like jump on that yeah. shit i go i know other tall men yeah tall I, <laughs> like listen tall is one of those things like i i always loved a tall guy i admit it whatever mm-hmm. i'm one of those people it's Climb not very on. it's not very body positivity of me i admit it i'm sorry <laughs> um but you know what i'm five three and being that i'm from brooklyn i do want to make sure that you know i feel like who i'm with could defend me against somebody that i could not defend myself against which is valid animalistic feelings and since i'm five three you know you got a big mouth but I, you don't have a big body exactly and you know i got some hops and i i can hit pretty high but like you know if this guy is way bigger than me i'm gonna need somebody bigger than me to take them on do you know what my thing is when i was 12 years old a guy told me i had man arms because i was i was the strong tennis player and he had a crush on me and he was trying to make me feel bad see what this is also a problem mothers please stop telling your sons that being like that is a way of flirting Please stop telling no. your daughters that the boy just likes her no. when he bullies her. That is not an appropriate way to like. Show and I'm very life. athletic, so to this day, I want a big man to make me feel dainty. And I've been going for these loud ass party boys. Oh, of course you are. We but all do it. I low key love the quiet confident, and I deep down feel like I'm going to end up with quiet confident. But I keep having these fiery moments with these loud big party boys that I just end up butting heads with eventually because we don't have room for each other or space for each other. Because what's drawing you in is the thing that's actually causing a problem. If you're going to be attracted to somebody being this big, loud party boy Mm -hmm. or big, loud party girl, whatever Mm -hmm. person, you have to understand that that means that's going to trickle over into everything else. Mm. Everything else is going to be big and loud. Mm. Not all of us want to be big and loud when we're discussing something or when things are heated, applying that same thing. You know, some of us do. Some of us want to have somebody to See, go back me, and forth. With, I love and that's to turn okay. off. I want to be big and loud right now. In two hours, I want to be in my bed with my cat. Exactly. And you need that balance. That's the thing. Like, I have to say me and my boyfriend have found that nice balance in each other because we both have moments of who's loud. And we both have moments of like, okay, no, I just want to go back home and like not be around nobody. Yeah. Like, I just want to be with you and just be quiet. Exactly. Like, I'm dating this dude right now as like a puppy who when I say I want to turn off, he just keeps, he keeps it going. And I'm like, I can't, I need to go. It's too much. It's too much. That's That's annoying me. But then, like, after a couple of days, I see him and I'm like, oh, you're so handsome. Yeah, you're a cute puppy. A cute puppy. But mm. puppies get fucking annoying sometimes. And that's why I don't have one. You need a cat. Have, you're a cat person. I just got a cat. Her you're name's cat Butter. Person. She's adorable. Follow her on Instagram. No, I didn't get her on Instagram because I want her to live a normal cat life. I was going to say, you're already pimping your cat No, out. I want her to live a normal cat life. But if anyone wants to sponsor her, you come through me. <laughs> come sponsor I'll the take cat. your money. <laughs> you're one of those stage moms. You're already entering your child in pageants already. Like, oh, she's already got an Instagram. You know. Everyone's like, YouTube's <laughs> next. I'm acting like I'm like I'm cool because I don't have an Instagram for my cat. That's how fucked up our society is. I'm like my cat's still like underground. Oh my god! (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
my one question to you because for some reason right now after dating a dude in the past who had everything on my list and i realized it didn't make me happy i've been very like not about a boyfriend right now i've been very in my own and feeling great do you think in the in the near future i'm gonna meet someone i definitely feel like you are but I think the other thing is you've been going through so much these past, like, even since we first met. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you've been going through all these different shifts and changes of figuring out who you are and what you actually want. So I feel, because, like, honestly, even when we first sat down, like, it, like, the thing I got with you was that this is a big period of figuring out what mm -hmm. you actually want because you've spent all these years like kind of thinking certain things were what you wanted or just doing them because it's like this is what you know checklist of what i'm supposed to do kind mm -hmm. of thing you know or this guy checks everything off on my list but then i'm finding i don't even really like this you know a lot of that stuff and now it's like you're coming out where you're being able to say well i know i don't like that and I know that this is actually what I do like. Maybe I need to look. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. having these moments now where you can actually look at the person that would be right for you and take them. Because let's be real, a few years ago, if you had somebody come in who was going to be like that, you would have been like, you're fucking boring. Get out of my face. I don't have time for you. You know it. I know it. <laughs> you know it. He probably was right in front of my face. And I was like, yeah. excuse me, sir. Like, uh, no. Like, he tried to hold the door for you. And you were just like, fuck out my way. <laughs> like, on some New York bitch shit. Like, get the fuck out my way. I need to get to work. Like, And now I'm like, I want to see that wallflower at the party. You see? Who's low key and wants to chill with me. Because now you're in a space where you can actually appreciate what is going to be that balance for you. My early 20s, I had... I didn't know what my voice was. Oh I just God. came off of tennis. <laughs> so I was like, I did my tennis thing. And I and what's real life? Mm -hmm. I was so fucking confused. So I think I've found my voice. And I, I'm just enjoying like being in my own head recently, which exactly. is, I can't remember. That's when was so the last freeing. time I was comfortable in my own head? That's so freeing. That's why I want to start this podcast. Because I was like, I want to talk about other people, what's going on in their head. Now, I know, obviously, you are so fucking knowledgeable and such a beautiful soul. <laughs> but I know that you... I want you to tell people just one thing that you've struggled with, whether it's social anxiety or depression and kind of some advice of how you went through it. Because so, as a sensitive yes. soul, there's a lot. You're like <laughs> hypersensitive to all those like mental health emotions. Mm -hmm. I've been pretty um, public about like my social anxiety and my depression for quite some time. But one of I really feel like the biggest issue is like they both contribute to each other. But I do feel that like. For me, my depression definitely, you know, like increases my social anxiety because for so many years, like I've really been up and down when it came to my depression, um, aside from growing up in certain situations that were just, you know, not good for a kid. Um, you know, seeing certain things or having certain traumatic experiences happen and then also being sensitive on top of it all, like so these things affected me even more deeply, you know, than they would like, and not to say they don't affect somebody deeply, but just like even, you know, on an extra level. And my shit really was up and down, up and down for quite some time. And it's still up and down. But I think one of the best things that I recognized and I accepted about it all was that my depression is always going to be up and down. There's always going to be some sort of flow. There's always going to be some rhythm to it. I just it's have like to, waves of the ocean. Yeah, I got to figure out how to ride the wave. 
and it sounds very contradictive because let people, go yeah they're like why would you want to like give in to feeling depressed sometimes and it's like because sometimes you need to feel that it's because if you fight it that's where the anxiety comes. exactly and then it's even worse and it's like you know sometimes you have to just give yourself like a day give yourself three days you know i have a big rule compassion. of like three days yeah i do a three-day thing with my depression though where if i notice i'm really in a bad you know really bad depression or it's really coming on then i give myself three days where i'll spend one day fully just being a fucking baby in bed <laughs> and i mean like a baby i will really baby myself like mm -hmm. i'll only eat like applesauce and shit like that <laughs> i will be a fucking child <laughs> and then the next day i try to make myself start doing some stuff you know i'll try to make myself take a nice bath or something or you know to help me like kind of feel like i you know is it triggered by of. anything or is it just kind of the waves um it's the waves but then there definitely are some triggers for me um holidays any fucking holiday is a mm. trigger for me yeah, no um, one talks about that it's hard because like because of family yeah and it's like you know i gotta every time like holiday times come around like i gotta remember like my dad's not here anymore he's not gonna be here to do those things with me not this year not next year you know it also reminds you of the times that they were there and you know even and i think people are always like well you can look back and know the times that they were sometimes it wasn't good though mm. you know and i think that's the other people forget that piece is like you know i will always love my dad and he was an amazing man but i'm not gonna sit here and deny that he was also an alcoholic where you know there was times where the motherfucker forgot to put certain shit in the fucking thing like apparently i remember my mother told me she was like yo she was like one year y'all didn't even have anything in your stocking <laughs> she's like because he didn't put anything in mm -hmm. i was so confused and upset. sometimes it's good to remember that though because if you look back at rose-colored glasses you create mm -hmm. a false narrative of the past and you glorify it. and it's you like, glorify it. exactly mm -hmm. i think like it's important to not romanticize and glorify in that way also when it comes to your depression and being triggered around certain things like mm -hmm. yes look back fun but also be realistic because sometimes that can make you even more depressed like just focusing on all the good stuff and not acknowledging that you know what there was also some pretty shitty stuff that went on too and that's also part of why i'm feeling this way because sometimes we're like but why do i feel this way if i only think about the good stuff because you don't ever process the bad stuff that's it's why. suppressed it's there yeah so day two you're eating applesauce yes and i'm trying to work on letting things go and i'll you know try to take a bath or something to help like you know wash shit away um and then by the third day i'm making myself like do at least one like real life thing mm -hmm. and you know and that is more than just you know taking a bath and cleaning myself or something like more than that like i have to make a full meal i gotta do mm -hmm. big shit like that and i have to let it go after that day and you know obviously my depression still sometimes is still there after the third day but i tell myself like all right i have to be committed to trying to just do what i gotta do because this thing is committed to being here right now mm -hmm. and i ain't got time for that shit and mm -hmm. i need to just go do this other shit but that's why like that three day thing can help because it can help you to feel like i at least got some me time in mm -hmm. you know instead of feeling like oh my god I have no time to myself and, and I'm especially just if you suffer from social anxiety the hardest thing is to go depressed and force yourself to oh like God, go to, to a holiday party people. or like go to a podcast or to be being around people 
when you're sensitive it's so hot it's so draining because you feel everyone's emotions around you mm-hmm. and then yours and you're like oh my god i don't know what the fuck to say to any of y'all i don't mm-hmm. even want to talk right now mm-hmm. i know everybody could see that i you know whatever i'm not good vibes right now <laughs> all that kind of shit like that's happened to me before where you know people like it was their first time meeting me and it really was not a good day for me my depression decided to be on some like nah bitch mm-hmm. like we taking control to Zay. fuck mm-hmm. your whole day mm-hmm. and you know thought that i was a bitch or that i wasn't how i was on instagram in mm-hmm. real life and shit and i don't blame them you met a whole other person that day you yeah. met you know the person that is inside of me that has depression you know do you get mad at yourself like shit i oh wish God, yes I wish I didn't act like that to that person. Yes. And then you get depressed about that. And then you get, you get anxious about that. So before we get into our last game, <laughs> Seven Deadly Sins, I think it's only appropriate to talk a little bit about death. I think so. You're kind of like boys with death. Like, you, <laughs> like you're not scared of death. Nah, me me and death, we go way back. We very, we're very familiar with each other in, I think, a variety of ways. <laughs> so as a medium, you're very connected with past lives and angels well it kind of depends it's more so like i connect with spirits very easily um you know certain ones don't really want to connect with nobody you know and they just don't fuck with nobody you know i'm somebody who i connect with them very easily including my own spirit guides and my own ancestors and also other people's spirit guides again you know if they open to chatting because sometimes they don't want to sit down at the table and have a conversation you know that's the thing about death i feel like when we become, you know, a spirit in that sense, like, it's kind of the one time that you really can be like, no, bitch, I don't want to talk, like, and nobody can, like, make you talk. But when you want to talk, it's normally, like, you're trying to send a message to people on Earth. Generally. I mean, some are mischievous and some have messages that they're just kind of hung up on. You know, it all depends on what happened to that person in their life and what karmic lessons they learned and didn't learn from Mm -hmm. um and also how they went out sometimes when you go out in a fucked up way like you come it's not so much that you come back sometimes you do but sometimes like you become a guide to people who are trying to kind of even fight against what kind of let's say took you out you know like Mm -hmm. if it was like let's say a war or something are they always related to the person no so um, I could have a spirit guide that's just someone who understands mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, um, it depends. Like a lot of spirit guides choose to be your guide for a variety of reasons, depending on who you are and kind of why you connected with them to begin with. It may be that y'all led similar lives. Mm. It may be that you were connected in a past life. It may be that you were connected in this life. It may be that they were related to you but didn't get to meet you in this life and Ooh. wanted to like there's just so many so different they, things they're not getting reincarnated they're like living in this spiritual world basically you can agree to come back or you can agree to be like a spirit guide you know it's a little it's a little more complicated than that but mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know after you do basically what i call life review where you kind of go over everything that you've done in this life, you know, in the afterlife, and you review all this stuff and you see, like, what you would have liked to do differently. You're able to be more objective and learn from things. You know, some spirits have a hard time with that. So when you meet people, how often do you get a sense of their spirit guides? So it depends. Some people, they're right at the motherfucking forefront, ready, like, on some what's up, hi, we here. You know, and then there's others that are more reserved and they wait to come forward. It's funny how everyone might have these spirits, but you, because of your 
intuitiveness are actually connected to them yeah and can you know converse with them and the thing is like everybody can communicate with their guides it's just more so about we're not all going to do it the same way Mm. not everybody's going to literally hear something or see something or see it you know and with their mind's eye it's not always like that some people there's just this sense of knowing certain things and that's you know not always their higher self sometimes it is mm-hmm. but sometimes it is your spirit guys communicating certain things or like know. seeing signs coming yeah. from them yeah and they can send you like you know everything from numbers to feathers um there's even times where like their song you know certain songs Do you that know you i see eleven eleven at least once a day Bitch, because you always in alignment. There's always fucking doors and gateways opening for you. I'm not surprised. Do I have spirit guides <laughs> around me? You do. And that's something we've definitely talked about. But I don't, I'm one of those people, I don't like to be nosy. I just got this warm feeling. Because, yeah. like, obviously, I'm not like you. Like, I'm not so connected and educated on this. But I'm like, to feel like you're not alone in life. Exactly. It feels like you've got this squad that you're like, yo, I always felt y'all around me, but now I know why and now I know who, you know what I mean? And, and it's just warm. And you had a father pass away. Yes. So, so how has he kind of been in your life since? He's been one of my most important spirit guides and somebody that I have done a lot of healing work on um, in the afterlife and I know for a lot of people, it's kind of like, you know, the fuck. I'm like, are you charging him? Does he have a Venmo? <laughs> no, see, that's an exchange. He's my spirit guide, you know, so it's that exchange. It's an exchange. Plus, you know, also healing ancestral and family, you know, generational trauma and all of that also then in turn helps me, you know, in my life not have that continue to show up. Um, but it's something that I wanted to do. You know, I always wanted to be able to heal my father in this life and being that, you know, unfortunately... Um, he made it to the afterlife before I was able to do that in the physical. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do that now um, with him in the afterlife. And he is so active in my stuff. Oh, my goodness. Anytime, I, you know, somebody works with me, they're like, oh, my God, your father's at the forefront. Like, no games played. Like He's with look at, you. Yeah, he's with me. And I always feel him. And there's times where he sent me signs in, like, the most randomest of times where I really, really fucking needed it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, yo. Also, talking, like... <laughs> just in the present world healing with your parents is one of the most healing experiences ever like my dad and i have had a tumultuous relationship sometimes with tennis Mm. and recently i've started to talk to him not just as my dad but as like a fellow human Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh you felt pressure from your dad and like once i understand him and why he did what he did as an imperfect person Mm -hmm. i was like i love you so much and i'm imperfect too and like realizing your parents are not just like assholes black and white or good people your parents are human they're people and plus i have to say when it came to dating anytime i was involved with somebody i shouldn't be yo his fucking ass came through he was protective yo he was like you know you shouldn't be involved. I would get visited. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, okay. I won't text him back. Relax. I would be in a fuckboy's crib and he'd be like, excuse me. Why are you here? Why are you here? I, I would just keep hearing like, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get out. I can't be here. I, I feel like a crazy person. I need to go. Like, I feel like you've probably felt like a crazy person for a lot of your life. Yeah. Or people think you're crazy. How do you cope mm-hmm. with that? 
I've kind of come to a place where I'm just like, you know, my reality is my reality and it's I not going that. to be everybody else's. And that's okay. And everyone's reality is different. Yes. And as long as I'm not hurting people directly with my reality, then that's okay with me. And I me. would argue you are healing people. Um, you see, so that's okay with me. You know, if I'm directly hurting people with my reality, then that's another thing. Yeah, don't but. be putting any spells on me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> only good ones. Only good ones. Listen, I ain't got time to be, you know, setting up my protection if I'm hexing. That's too much work. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out here to do bigger things. And sometimes sex is unnecessary, but... I think it's time I to finally time. play Seven Deadly Sins okay. to get to know you even more. Seven Deadly Sins. Oh my goodness. The healer of the hood. <laughs> what are you greedy about? Food. <laughs> oh my God. If you watch at ethereal.1, this girl's Insta stories, I start drooling on. What is? What are your favorite things to make right now? Oh, that's hard. I like making everything. You do? That's the problem. I feel like in the Puerto Rican culture, like food is love. Yes. And you even told me, like, you were a little skinny and you were like, I don't feel healthy. Yeah, when I don't eat, like, when I'm not eating right because I've been too stressed or something, I I do tend to lose weight. And I don't like it because I really grew up in this, you know, thing where it was a big, like, culturally, it was a big, like, compliment if you got told, like, oh, you could eat. That was a good thing. You wanted to be told you could eat. It was also good to have some meat on your bones and have chichos. Like, that was a whole thing that was, like, oh, it's beautiful. Like, you know, when you grew an ass in my family, it was a whole thing about, like, oh, you got the Ortiz head. And now people are intermittent fasting. Yo! Like, the whole goal is to not go to sleep hungry <laughs> in, in, like, third world countries. Yo, and this is what we're doing instead. I'm just like, yo, I, I don't know how I feel. It's mixed feelings. And cooking is, like, therapeutic for you? Yes. I have to say, like, that helps with my anxiety and my depression so much because if I feel like I can't accomplish like anything and then i go and make something good in the kitchen Mm. i'm like yo my life might suck right now and i may not be able to go outside and push myself to do that but i was able to make some bomb ass fucking food that is nourishing my body and making me feel like comforted from the inside out. yeah and that's Mm self-love they say like when you're depressed Start with one thing. Just step out of bed and go into the kitchen. Just do one thing. You don't have to do it all in one day. I think sometimes when my to-do list is too big, I end up doing nothing because I'm overwhelmed. Instead of being like, it's like, clean your room, run errands, write this script. Instead, let's just get the fuck out of bed. Yo, facts. Who are you (laughs) envious of? My child self. That's the best answer we've ever gotten. I know that sounds so random. No, that's the best answer we've ever gotten. But, like, I feel like my child self just... I I mean, I always had sensitivity issues and shit like that. Like, it even came up in fucking report cards that I was (laughs) too empathic. Like, I have to say my child self was somebody who, like, I wasn't jaded. You know, and obviously I'm working on becoming soft again. And Mm -hmm. I'm already a little soft. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that thing where, like, my child self was just so fearless in so many ways. And also, I didn't... Like, I always kind of had a weird relationship with death. But I did not have anxiety about my awareness around my mortality. Mm. And I think that that's what's really complicated for, you know, humans is like, you know, we're just we know that we're going to die at some point, you know, and we can't help but worry about how it is. And my younger self was just more concerned with, yo, is somebody going to be mean to me on the playground today or are we all going to get to play together? Like <laughs> every now and then I'll get like a smell, like I'll be walking down the street and I'll smell like a tree in oh Park Slope. God. And you know, you walk down, you have that moment where you're like, I remember when I was little Nostalgia. and I was all I cared about was that smell yeah. and nothing else was running in my mind. That's... And I'm like, that pure little bitch didn't 
doesn't know how good she yo, had that, it. <laughs> like, that nostalgia is like, yo, you really don't know. Like when you're a kid, I think like we really do take it for granted, unfortunately. And I, I think that's just part of the process of growing up. But I think if you could connect to your inner child, that's yeah, where happiness lies. Exactly. It's bridging that gap between When I feel soul. like I lost myself, I go, what would little Hannah do? Yo, dead ass. WWL. HD. <laughs> um, what are you gluttonous about? I, I feel like you're gluttonous probably, about taking baths. I was going to say either baths or weed, probably, and I have to admit it. Like, as much as I do use weed for medicinal purposes, I am a little bit gluttonous where I overindulge, where I'm like, oh, you can put that in my bath sauce? Put that shit in my bath sauce too, bitch. Like, what do you think about this whole CBD <laughs> rage? I am for it, but part of me is also kind of like, half of y'all don't really know what you're purchasing from who you're purchasing. Like, just because everybody decided to get in on the CBD market. and I just like, went to a coffee shop and it goes, add CBD for $6. I'm like, what? But my thing is, where y'all getting it? Like, I don't have an issue with if people are doing this because the CBD really cannot, like, there's nothing it's gonna do to you. You don't you, get you, high you, on no, it, No, right? you don't have no fucking... I took a CBD gummy once and I convinced myself I was tripping. You convinced yourself <laughs> because that's I was all like, it the was. room is spinning! No, because there's deadass none of like the um fucking i forget what you call it the psychoactive stuff it's yeah. not in there the thc it just um, chills you yeah out. it just helps you function the reality is cbd works with the endocannabinoid system that we already have you're in our smart. body so that's all it is but i think people need to also be honest and transparent about where they're sourcing things from and what's actually in it don't just say shit's got 500 milligrams because you say you want to say it's got 500 milligrams in it skepticism's important sometimes when was the last time you were a sloth probably during the summer i have to say and i know that sounds strange but in the summer i did just wanted to lay around the summer stresses me out because there's so many plans and you feel yes. so much anxiety to do to yes. have fun summer's like have fun have fun and i'm like i'm nervous i don't want to have fun all the Yo, time that is, i'm like i just want to lay down I i'm straight up a house cat that's it like i'm a house cat for sure like if i don't know you i'm running and if i know you i'll be like pet me but like I'm not, not like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll tell you how to pet me, and if you pet me too much, I'm gonna get pissed. Um, when was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? Um, you like this game. I do. Because this <laughs> makes me do, like, self-review yeah. and, like, more self Because you're so in, like, other people's minds all the time. I like ass. to, like, get you in your head a little. I think, to be honest, the last time was probably... It's gonna sound like really probably bad coming from me to most people, <laughs> but it's just honest. Is um, I had a hard time when it came to um, certain stuff with friends and my lifestyle changes as far as all of this, you know, whatever, blowing the fuck up on Instagram, like social media stuff. Yeah, like my life has become very different schedule wise and capacity wise with certain things that I can do for certain people and stuff. Um, and even for my fucking self. Mm -hmm. And I think at one point I did kind of let my pride get in the way of me being able to assess where I could make certain changes. Um, because I was just being so prideful about, but I am making these certain efforts. And if these aren't good enough, then what the fuck? Like, instead of stopping and asking myself, like, okay, these efforts are not what they want. And they're not enough, apparently, you know, or whichever. And... There are other options that I seem to be able to do, and I'm just not really wanting to do them because this seems a lot, you know, more doable for me. But if I put in just a little more effort, I could do these things. So I, you know, I so think it's that's not immediately the last rejecting time. other people yeah. and check yourself 
and then move forward based on like a non-biased opinion mm-hmm. i think that's key is having like an unbiased party step in like to kind of mirror that shit with true so we have one final question okay. and i want to spice it up with you because it the question <laughs> is when was the last time you lusted over someone but for someone who is bisexual i would say yeah do you ever go shit i miss women so it's kind of interesting because um, you are like full dick right now i am and before that it was <laughs> literally just bitches um and, and maybe a little before that was some guys there there was a little before that there was guys but through high school it was just girls like and i didn't lose my virginity until i was around 21 to be honest listen it's not about so much like missing to the extent of like oh i want to go have a relationship with a woman you know or answer a polyamorous relationship because i am just not that type of bitch i ain't got it in me almost i would be you'll like, cut someone's tongue i will just be mad no it's not <laughs> even that i'll just be mad on something like but why are you okay with them wanting me what's wrong with you mm-hmm. like you shouldn't want them to want like you shouldn't be okay with that this I should know. bother you and of course it's then that's that bit of toxic you know monogamy but whatever i don't care <laughs> that's <laughs> a whole other episode <laughs> i'm not perfect and i have some things to work on next lifetime except i don't want to come back so hopefully i can work on that in the afterlife but yeah, I, think, I want like, you to be my spirit guide later <laughs> yes i just want to guide people from the other side i'm good but i definitely do still see so many women you know obviously social media like i'm just like a guy where mm-hmm. it's like the, psh, you don't mm-hmm. see mad bitches like of course mm-hmm. you don't see bitches that look good but it's you know not something where i want to then go be involved with them or be with them because i am content with the relationship i'm in um and i do feel very fulfilled so like i don't really have like a lacking you know kind of feeling plus i feel like you like so i kind of got like you know the, the perks of being with a girl yeah i have the perks of being with a girl he's emotional like, yes but in the guys it's okay and he's got you know he's got braids he's got long hair there's, True. there's so many and he's things pretty let's be serious I, he's got you. nice cheekbones you have good bone structure he you know, does chiseled but legs. i feel like it's true you're not like you weren't with women because you're like oh my god i love vagina you were with them as people yeah just because i liked the individual and so and when you really like someone like your eyes not straying you're fulfilled yeah. emotionally and you're fulfilled physically who cares like exactly. what's giving you orgasm and like of course these women are beautiful and of course cities are popping and of course pussy's popping it was great you know whatever even my boyfriend has asked me at times like you know do you miss like certain things would you do a threesome no i've told some motherfuckers he wants one and i and i say he wants one you just dangle it in front of him it's that thing where i'm the i'm the girl who's been involved with girls why would you not want that Mm -hmm. like i get it but it's also that thing of i'm just kind of like no this has disaster written all over it so i don't really i i I don't (laughs) if it happens it ain't gonna be until later in this lifetime that's all i can say it's like complicated how Having done that with women only, because I did do that with women, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I've been there. I'm good. You know, what I happens. had my experience. Like I'm good off that. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, but as an empath, that's too much. That's how I, I like, feel. I'm literally feeling everybody's shit. Like, and I'm there <laughs> trying to catch my own orgasm. And I'm just like, oh my god, okay. But can y'all stop thinking these things? Can y'all stop feeling these things? Like, it must be impossible so to orgasm if you like are hearing other people's voices. If it's and it's just more so like because I do tune that out. It's more so about like I'll literally feel people shift and like let's say mm-hmm. somebody did something that the other person didn't like completely like mm-hmm. you know, but you can kind of mask it and the mm-hmm. person goes on to do something you like and you're all right with it. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that you didn't like it and now I here I am not liking what they just did, but I do like what they did because they did what I like and mm-hmm. so it's all you know this whole idea of it would be so beautiful and magical. This is like a new porn series, psychic know. threesomes. That. I- <laughs> 
I feel like it's also that thing where I'm just like, there's so much more that goes into it. And I'm in a space where I don't want to have sex with somebody just because we're having sex or just for to the tell experience. a good story. Yeah. Or even just for the experience, because it's like I did that already. And I'm kind of in a space where it's like I want my experiences to mean more to me as a person. Obviously, every individual feels differently in every experience. But for me. If I don't have an emotional connection, and this is also sometimes why I identify as sapiosexual or whatever the fuck it is, or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever the one about you're attracted to people's Honestly, minds. Honestly, labels. I forget. There's just so many labels. Know. I forget yeah. every fucking name of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, there's just only so much that my little fucking 5'3 ass can fit into, you know, my whole database. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying, and I admit it. <laughs> it's funny because you look like 5'10 on Instagram. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm mad tall, and then they meet me, and they're like, oh, you're tiny. My energy speaks louder than my height. <laughs> so to wrap this up, you're full of a plethora of advice. What advice would you give to people who are going through hell right now? Take a break if you need to. That's okay. It's valid to need breaks and to need to rest and recharge. It's important to also remember that if you feel like you've hit rock bottom, that as much as it feels like shit, because it does, and I'm not going to be here and act like, oh, it's not It's not the worst, it's okay. No, it's the worst. No, it's, it's horrible and it sucks. But the reality is when you hit rock bottom, you have somewhere to place your feet. When you're always just falling, you have nothing. You like It don't matter if you grabbed onto a fucking rock. You're still probably going to grab onto the wrong rock because you're in the middle of fucking falling. It's like in the cartoon, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like they're like, oh, no, I see it's about to break. No, please don't break. And then it breaks and you're falling again. And it's like when they get to the bottom, though, they're able to look up and they're like, oh, if I da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I can just get out of here, you know? And it's not always so simple. That's cartoons. And the bottom... It's, it's actually okay. It You're is safe. It's not the horrible thing, and it's more the idea to, yeah, of the bottom. That exactly. Scares people. I think people need to understand that you can get back up and that you can get out of that. Um, you know, too often we're told the stories about people who couldn't get out and people who didn't get up, mm-hmm. and the thing is that doesn't have to be you. No. And it doesn't mean that it will be you just because it happens to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is that. So many of us are now becoming even more open to being empathetic towards each other that Mm. even if you have to just remind yourself that more people are being empathic and maybe somebody is going to see that you're feeling and, you know, actually going through hell that they'll then check in on you or they'll then ask how they can support you, how they can help you, things like that. And if somebody's assistance is not the answer, because it's not the answer for everybody, you know, it's still that idea of knowing somebody else gives a fuck that you're going through hell. And just know that somebody does, even if it's just people who are trying to organize, you know, mental health organizations to help other people, there's somebody who cares, even if it's not as direct as you want it to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's there. And all your shit is valid. Yeah, and your shit is valid. I think that's the most important thing. Because, yo, I hate when people want to do spiritual bypassing and this whole thing of positivity only. No, sometimes you got to be in the low vibration and you have to feel shitty and it sucks. And don't be ashamed or hate that you feel that way. It's valid. It's valid. It's a spectrum. Like, And that's the thing that I've come to do with my own life is live on a spectrum. And that's the one thing that I really, you know, advocate for people to do is... 
understand that there is an entire spectrum of feeling and it's okay to be you know in different parts of it throughout your life yeah you know and just it's not black and it's white it's valid none it's just it's valid i think that's the best advice i could give to people is you're valid and it's valid amelia i could talk to you for <laughs> hours it's actually dangerous but everyone amelia posts inspirational videos and insightful videos on her instagram and she's also dropped a gorgeous but that's just a side <laughs> note um e the real period one follow her she has so much exciting shit going out and also i just want to say thank you for coming to hell yes thank y'all and hopefully you know when you're going through hell with hannah when you leave you feel better it's true and hit her <laughs> up if you want to get some some shit too yes some sessions some work all that shit <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs>